this is kind of the core mother kind teaching and your message is so resonant with that is that it starts with us because sometimes you know I can use mother kind and my passion and my mission for it to avoid myself I can think I'm doing you know I'm doing so much good and I'm helping so many and I'm reaching so many and how do I reach more how do I reach more and I really have to watch that yeah because it always comes back to me and you know I think there's as you say how is my nervous system you know it's such a powerful question to ask how am I feeling because if I try to go out and give and help and be of service from a dysregulated place then I'm just in more of my trauma basically exactly it's not helpful and something you said I just really want to underscore it because I think it's so powerful is that you said you know children pick up I can't remember the exact word mirror the state of our nervous system and I think if there was one message that I just wish all mothers could hear, it's that there is never a more important time to look after yourself. Absolutely. And becoming a mother. It's just, it's so heartbreaking to me that still the narrative is the opposite of that, that it's selfish and we carry so much guilt doing that. And you touched on guilt. And I just wondered if just with your perspective, we could just focus on guilt a bit more because I think that's such a blocker to the women doing mothers doing all that we've talked about in this episode is that they feel guilty for stopping for resting for saying no to tennis club for putting the tv on so that they can have five minutes in shavasana on the floor or whatever what drives that guilt how do we reframe it to allow us to unlock the part of us that as you said that innate ancestral wisdom of the power of rest I mean, I think there's that omnipresent peace, you know, which is in all our psyches of the mother that we could never satisfy, the mother that we would never be enough for, the mother. And that could also be a God state. There's something, you know, much bigger lodged in the collective consciousness of which we are all pulling out threads to not be anymore. And so this feeling of guilt is ingrained at such a depth into the unconscious. We could say since we, you know, metaphorically left um, the Garden of Eden, we are a planet full of guilt. And so it's a recovery piece, a massive personal recovery piece of how we can bring ourselves out. And it has to be with our own validation pieces of we are enough, we are doing enough. And even if we don't believe it, because, you know, like many great women, we have to fake it till we make it. Again, if we could rub out this 21st century disease of perfectionism and rub in the deep, deep self-acceptance to really learn on a minute-to-minute basis to reprogram the self, the inherited self, that says continuously we are not enough, we have to do more, we are not giving enough. And to take that seriously, because those messages are not about you personally. It is written into the collective narrative forever that because you know again it's more transpersonal this conversation that because we've been pushed out to look at what we're not and what we should be 
And therefore, to remove the guilt has to be part of that story, to look in, to say, just now we are enough, even if we don't know what to do. We are enough in that connection to what I would call, and you may call, the authentic part of ourselves. There's no magic cure for removing guilt. It's a process of awakening and acknowledging and knowing that there is not one person on this planet that doesn't have it. It's like if we're going to talk about the original sin, guilt, inverted commas, fear, is what we come into this world with. And even if you've been graced to have amazing conscious parents, that is still going to come up because it's triggered into the story of how we have been living here. So it's not kind of this idea that we can stop that thought or feeling or whatever we call it. It's reframing it in the moment. And how do we integrate that, you know, with loving compassion, with self-acceptance, with self-validation? We have to keep working to retrain those neurological passageways that have kept us in the control of sabotage, that has kept us in the control of inner critic. It's a rhetoric, it's a story. And so we have to retrain ourselves just lovingly. Even though right now I'm consumed with guilt, I want the best for my child. Even though right now I am consumed with guilt and I feel I'm not doing it right. I love myself, I forgive myself, I understand myself. Even though right now I'm exhausted and I've got nothing else to give, I love and appreciate and care about myself. It's constantly reframing. It won't just happen. Guilt is a primary. It's not going to just happen. We have to work at it as often as we can. So we start to get more spaciousness into our system and more openness into our system rather than all these endless words of not being good enough and not achieving and not being pretty enough and not being thin enough, which is then not being clever enough, not being popular enough, not ever being enough, that then comes into our birth piece and our mothering piece. It's a massive inheritance. It's deeply, deeply sad when we have the potential to be so not this. And yet this is why I think all our work is so important, because if we reframe one sentence a day, we're winning and we're contributing. Start small. So often we think that, you know, we climb the mountain. Take the first step. Just take the first step. 